Let's get ready for some wheel nerds. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 128. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And I'd like to read something for you, Chuck. Uh, I think okay. you're going to like it. <clears throat> this is from the Haynes Service Manual for the Suzuki TL-1000 and DL-1000. Oh, well. Folks at home, you may not want to let your kids listen to this. What? Nut and bolt tightness check. Since vibration of the machine tends to loosen fasteners all nuts bolts, screws, etc. Wait, wait, wait. Check wait, wait, wait. Hold on for one proper sec. tightness. One second, one second. Okay, go on. Pay particular attention to the following. Spark plugs, engine oil drain bolt, and coolant drain bolt, lever and pedal bolts, footrest and side stand bolts, engine mounting bolts, refer to Chapter 2, Section 4, 5, or six, according to model. Are you alone in a garage? Maybe. Are the lights out? Maybe. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Just, you're wearing pants, right? Maybe. Let's, yes, we're going with yes. yes. Let's go with yes. You're gone for a couple weeks, and this is what happens? Well, things are relaxed in Mexico, you know. No pants, you know. If if you want, to, you know. I mean, there's guy, there's guys on every street corner. Like, senor, senor, you want women? Senor, you want men? Senor, you want someone to read sexily to you from a shop manual? They got it all. <laughs> How much did that guy want? <laughs> uh, you know, he was more expensive than both of the others put together. <laughs> but the voice, ooh, this is the weirdest thing they ask me to do all day. <laughs> <laughs> These gringos, I don't understand. <laughs> Why don't he just want coke like everyone else? <laughs> coke or weed? What the hell? Stop giving me the manual. <laughs> so how was the the Mexican vacation? Um, you know, Mexico is a weird place. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't say. <laughs> I, I definitely it's it's weird actually because it it I had a hard time reconciling what I was experiencing in like tourist land Mexico with what people on our show talk about from Mexico. Okay. <laughs> like they're talking about, you know, everybody's so friendly and warm and helpful and they're just interested in what you're doing, everything. Yeah. And tourist land Mexico, all they want is your fucking money <laughs> and they will find some fucking way to get it. Yeah. It is like, it is relentless. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, this is not great actually. <laughs> It gets a little tiring. Yeah, it does. You know, yeah. like I would just like to go somewhere without someone hitting me up. I mean, like, like you know, the, okay, perfect example. I'm in Cancun. I'm in the airport. I'm getting ready to leave. Right. Mm -hmm. I go into the bathroom. I go to the bathroom and I wash my hands and I go over to go to the towel thing and the guy reaches over. The guy's been cleaning the place, mind you. Mm -hmm. Reaches over, grabs a towel out of the thing and tries to hand it to me. <laughs> For a dollar. And then wants a tip. Yeah. I'm like, I am, oh, I don't, I do not want the one you touch, dude. <laughs> Does not work like that. <laughs> NFW. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> Mexico's the only place I've been where someone taught me how to give someone a tip without insulting them. Really? Yeah, I always thought, you know, if you want to give someone a tip, you just, you know, hand them a dollar or something, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, no, this dude was like, no, no, that's not how you do it. You got you to gotta fold it up and palm it and shake hands. That way, you know, everyone keeps their dignity. What? 
But yeah. they're all sitting there asking you. <laughs> I know. Oh, senor. Oh, I, I, I know, but you know, this was it was very important when I was uh, I was in uh, one of the tourist places in Mexico that uh, I I was just trying to tip the dude for you know taking a scuba dive, and I was like, hey man, great trip, thanks. Here's here's a tip. He's like, no man, don't not like that. That's <laughs> that's insulting. Well, the ones, the ones, the ones who actually have something to offer, I don't really mind. Mm-hmm. That's the funny part, you know. People, people who are, you know, you've got the on the one hand, you've got the guys who are just selling nothing, you know, the <laughs> the, the country of middlemen. On the other hand, you have the people who actually have something, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I've got maps to the area. Do you want one? Kind of thing. Sure. Like, okay, I can, I can, I can deal with that because you're actually you're selling me something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not selling me nothing. And that was the ones that really bothered me. Is that endless, the endless nothing you could buy for your money? You notice anything about bikes while you were down there? Oh God! Um, well, for starters, there is a uh, the. Uh, let me think. Oh boy, where to start? So the cops, okay, mm-hmm. in Playa del Carmen, mm-hmm. ride Suzukis. They ride GV two fifties. Oh, all copped out with big side bags. <laughs> How's that look? You know, not as weird as you'd think. Okay. Um, yeah. Because everybody there, I mean, most of the people there are Maya and they're like five foot nothing. Mm-hmm. So it looks pretty normal sized with them on it. Okay. Okay. And, you know, trying to get around there, of course, you know, the smaller, more nimble bike is, is a good it's, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very good thing. What, were there any big bikes? Um, you know, I saw a few. Like, I saw like some adventure people going down the coast highway, which is not as cool as it sounds. Um, Driving in the Yucatan in general mm-hmm. is just like trees, 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 tourist place, trees, trees, trees. I mean, it's just it's perfectly straight roads, trees on either side, nothing to see. Oh, it's really disappointing. Okay, you know, there's cool stuff in the Yucatan, but yeah, the big thing I noticed was scooters, man. Like the the number of terrible, terrible scooters. There's a you know there's a guy going down the road on like a, a GZ250, and that guy is like the envy of the world there. <laughs> They're all like, dude, whoa, that's so cool. Oh, everybody else is on like a, a Chinese scooter, and they're usually trashed, you know, like they're missing plastic, and they're all beat up and stuff. Because I don't gather there's a lot of rider training going on. Yeah, and you know they have two people on them, sometimes three. <laughs> And the, the repair and upkeep of, of the cosmetics are probably not high on their list. Not not at the top of their list is yeah. my general sense. No, no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it is like it is like the Chinese shitbag scooters and bikes. Whatever they're bringing to the states that we laugh at, they're bringing a hundred to Mexico <laughs> for every one we get. And everyone's just like, yes. Everyone's like, yeah, that'll that'll work. I mean, I was looking at I'm looking at them. And I'm looking at these scooter shops, and I'm like. You know, what it would cost me to rent something when I got here? I could show up, I could fucking rent a scooter, and, like, give it to the hotel bellhop as a tip when I left. You know? <laughs> and and still come out ahead over renting something. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Just flag down some dude, hey, man, you want to sell that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's something else in the scooter department down there. All right. You've got something written down here about the fat cruise ship people. Oh, yeah, fat cruise ship people. Speaking of shitbag Chinese scooters, so you you take a ferry out to Cozumel. Um, There's theoretically like a car ferry, but it's longer than hell, and it's from like the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay. Hours south of Cancun. Mm -hmm. 
and you can take the Playa ferry, which is just a passenger ferry for, you know, like 15 bucks US, um, and it takes 30, 40 minutes. And there's mariachis on the ferry, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Did you tip them? Yes. Okay. They were good. I tipped them. Okay. Yeah, the funny – that's actually one, one interesting thing about Mexico. Total side note, but – okay, so there's all these buskers everywhere in Mexico playing music, right? Mm-hmm. The ones who are, like, playing mariachi music or something are almost all really good. Yeah. The ones trying to play, like, other music suck ass. <laughs> Was there, They're like beyond bad. Was there an Elvis? Um, there wasn't an Elvis. Okay. No, that's not true. There was an Elvis at the hotel at one point. <laughs> yes, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Yo soy Elvis. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, and then, but then you come around them, and e- even the ones who are playing like you know, good traditional Mexican kind of music will start trying to play like something they think Americans like <laughs> I'm like I'm in Mexico dude <laughs> play some mariachi music <laughs> they start playing like some Iron Maiden yeah I'll, I'll, you know and, you know on like fish string guitar dude it's it's not it's not happening dude it's not <laughs> but so, so you get out to Cozumel and as soon as you get off the ferry there's all these different car rental places and Right at the entrance, there's like the the Avis, you know, who I get deals through anyway. So I just went with them. I probably got the most expensive fucking Fiat the world has ever seen, <laughs> but it had good working brakes and tires that weren't bald and ran great, and it had a rag top. So I was like, I'm good. You know, I could have saved twenty bucks by going and getting some real piece of shit from one of the sketchier rental places down the way. Mm-hmm. But one of the things you can rent, of course, is our friend the shitbag scooter. And Cosmill's not big enough that you know you need anything big, so. There's these people getting off of this cruise ship. It's like a you know Disney Cruise Line, and they're all just yep. fat as hell. I mean, huge people. <laughs> um, it's easy to happen on a cruise ship. Yeah, well, I did. Yeah, tell me about it. Cruise ships are amazingly big, by the way. Anyway, um, so all these big fat people get off, and they all rent these little red Chinese shitbag scooters. <laughs> and Cozumel has this secondary road for slow moving scooters and bikes. Oh, no. And you keep going by these herds of them. They're going like 21 miles an hour, and these little scooters were like flattened on their back suspension. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, wow. Senor Fiat is feeling like a really good choice. (laughs) The funny thing about it was, Senor Fiat was 85 bucks for a day. So, you know, uh, two thirds of what you pay for something like that in the US, right? Okay. Um, The scooters were still like 45 bucks a day. Oh, wow. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a very good bargain. Yeah, they. I guess they know their market. I, <laughs> cruise ship people, <laughs> poor scooters, man. Were, were there any Can Ams down there? I didn't see a one. No, okay. no sign of any such thing. No, no, because you basically I, you, you'd have to ride it from the states. I mean, there was there was a Suzuki dealer, and I think the biggest thing they had at the Suzuki dealer was like a DR two fifty. Okay, and you know that's one of those bikes. You know, the guy who has that is like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> What? Up? <laughs> Running from the cops? Yeah, I saw. I saw one guy going by on like uh, what looked like an old Ninja Five Hundred, and he was just uh, you know blasting past everybody. <laughs> he, he is the he is the leader of the pack. He, that thing is a chick magnet in Mexico. Oh. Well, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they think when they see the adventure bikes. I I I, I gotta wonder. Other than you know. Tip, 
<laughs> Other than maybe I can get that guy to give me some money. <laughs> Propina? Maybe I, I wipe your windshield. Your windshield, windshield. Uh, I can't reach the windshield, windshield, windshield. Damn you, wheel nerds. <laughs> Why? Why did you bring such a tall adventure bike to the Yucatan, where everyone is five feet tall? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they know what the hell to make of the things. I mean, yeah. I'm, sure that I, I'm sure they look at it like... The same way anybody looks at a vehicle that just seems so incredibly beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you do when you see somebody driving down the road in a McLaren or something? Yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. oh? what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can get him to give me some money. <laughs> give me a tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing tomorrow in downtown. <laughs> Find a fancy car and be like, wash your windshield. <laughs> hey, man, I got the good stuff, Windex. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was there was not. I don't. It didn't feel like there was a nice bike on the entire Yucatan Peninsula. It was unbelievable. Sounds like they're fun bikes, though. What they do have. But... Oh yeah, I mean, you know, for for what they are, they work. And you know, for a lot of people down there, I mean, it never obviously snows. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably a very very practical thing to have. Mm-hmm. And you know, what you, they're supposed to. Yeah. Well, you go you go to the hotel too, and our hotel is this big, walled, fancy compound surrounded by like the most poverty you've ever seen. Like it, it seriously. Like if you've been to the Navajo Res, mm-hmm. that is what it looks like. The entire northern half of the town around mm-hmm. where the hotel is, it is it is major, major poverty. Um, you know, holes in houses covered with tarps, kind of thing, and you know the little scooter sitting outside. And in that context, the little scooter makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really, it's a very strange feeling, you know. And they ship you in and out in buses, and the guard wants to know who you are. And, you know, when are you planning to be back in case, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's like, wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> we came here for vacation. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, and, you know, the funny thing is then is you go out on the beach. And this is actually one of the interesting things. You go out on the beach, and you walk away from the hotel beach down the beach to where the beach is, the towny beach, which is like 100 times better has a little okay. lagoon and all the kids are playing in it and the vendors there are totally low key they'll sell you a taco they'll sell you a snack but you know they're not going to like jump up and down on you about it right you know if you're looking at stuff in the cart they'd be like want a snack sell you a snack yeah they'd, they'd probably get chased off if they got complaints yeah that that seems likely so I think that there's a it's a really weird kind of two worlds colliding yeah, I've noticed that when I was uh, in some of the touristy towns like Puerto Vallarta or Rosarito, it's just it's very it makes you feel very weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a very strange, and you, you know, you you can tell that you're you're in the manufactured part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you're experiencing that ain't real. That's that's totally made up shit. Yeah, it's Disney World, but in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm in an all all you can eat inclusive hotel, and that dude I'm looking at hasn't eaten in about four days. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I feel awfully odd about myself. Yeah, it's feeling very strange right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a, uh, a paucity of choices, mm-hmm. scarcity of choices. Oh my god! In a uh, in a very awkward transition, uh, we've only got one classified to look at one classified i went you, rolling in the classifieds and found absolutely friggin nothing it's where, been like two three weeks and where have all the crazy bikes gone chuck are they out of season i think you know, maybe that's what it is you know it could maybe it maybe you just can't see them because the normal bikes are for sale because it's spring 
It right? could be. So there's like you have to you have to sift through a hundred normal bikes to find the crazy one. But the one we have, this one's a winner. This one is extra extra crazy. <laughs> this one is enough crazy for four or five classifieds. Yep. Please go. <clears throat> and I quote: Go kart, comma riding mower, comma BBQ grilled drum, one dollar Charlotte. I'm sold. I would to sale some of my unfinished project. I got 55 barrel, good to make BBQ grilled. I sell 15 each drum if you get more, $10 each. Racing go-kart got new Harbor Freight motor, just need belt, asking $300. Pocket bike that I made, Asian tri-clean motor, runs great, but I didn't crack about a year ago. I'm selling the whole bike for 250 but if you take all for 500 cash, call or text. What? Yep. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But he make Asian. So, is is that cart attached to the bike? Yeah. So it appears. Is that a sidecar? Yeah. I think. I think what he's actually trying to say is, I made Asian tricycle or into a tricycle kind of thing. I, I really. I don't know where to start with it. But yeah, it appears to be a uh, like a like a. I don't know what bike with a funny shopping cart based <laughs> sidecar thing. <laughs> Kind of, it kind of almost looks like like a like a tuk tuk taxi kind of thing. Uh huh. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be too horrified if I saw that in in Bangkok. Uh, you know, I would actually. The ones in Bangkok are a lot nicer put together. <laughs> but oh my god, this yeah. is a uh... yeah. And it, you know, cl- clearly this the 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 part that we just can't communicate enough is every picture of this every angle he takes a picture of this bike from there's a different pile of strange crap behind it it's oh yeah this is horrible this looks like something from like american pickers or like you know the hoarders hoarders <laughs> shows this is I a mean, hoarder show weird crap he's even got an above ground pool mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole bit wow and, yes okay. and a cat <laughs> It's the first time I've seen someone brag about having a Harbor Freight motor. Uh, you know, I, I that's true. Come to think of it. The, this has the, a Harbor okay. Freight motor. In the go-kart. In the go-kart, you know, I, the, the go-kart doesn't look bad, to be in all fairness. Uh-huh. The go-kart looks, oh, you know, looks like a go-kart. Um, but that bike. Yep, it that, is. That bike, does he say, if it, does it run? I, I pocket I bike even, that I made Asian tri club motor runs great, but I didn't crack about a year ago. So he hasn't run it in about a year. I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what he's trying to say. <laughs> I can't. I can't even try to like like you know. You close your eyes and you say it and phonetically with different like, <laughs> emphasis and see what comes. I can't. I cannot make a sentence out of that to save my life. I made an Asian cry with this motor. <laughs> I don't. I. Wow, man. <laughs> Pocket bike that I made Asian. Try clean motor. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wonder, was he like, I wonder if he was like doing speech to text? It, it kind of feels like dictation by somebody who can't bike too well. He, he's confined to a wheelchair because of some horrible experiment he did. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he has the Bane mask on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's actually that enormous cat in the background that's doing the uh, the the dictation. Why, Todd? I thought you would never mention the Bane voice again. I'm you tear boys and Fen? I want to sell you some of my unfinished project. 
I serve 250, but to take off for 500. <laughs> and then you have my permission to ride. <laughs> yeah, this this is truly a terrifying ad. Listeners, if you can, you need to go. <laughs> you need to look at the pictures. <laughs> because the insanity is great without the pictures. The insanity with the pictures just goes to 11. It's wonderful. If we have a listener in Charlotte, North Carolina, go there. Go and... You might want to go with friends. <laughs> Tell people where you're going. Yeah. Make sure somebody knows where you're going. Uh, have some someone wait in the car with the engine running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the door open. <laughs> oh, man. Take a uh, pocket full of uh, goldfish crackers with you. You can throw them as a diversion. Mm-hmm. Yep, solid. Solid. <laughs> My God. I just... <laughs> Come on, with the riding mower BBQ'd grum. With the, with the bike Trump. looking like that, surely he'll let you test drive it. Wait, at no point does a riding mower come up in his description. Have you noticed that? Uh, it's in his title. Oh, but yeah. there is, in fact, no mower mentioned at any point. And what's the barbecued guild grilled drum? I, I mean, he talks about, I sell 15. How many drums? He's got 55 drums. Is that what he's trying to say? I think he's got 55-gallon drums to make a oh, okay. with, I think is the idea. I sell 15 each drum. If you get more $10. So he's got more than one. Yeah, that part is almost coherent. That's the thing. You think that green one in the last picture is one of them? I I live in fear, Chuck. <laughs> I'm afraid you get a drum from him, it's going to have a body in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. It would be. Oh, wait. I didn't mean to sell you that one. Oh, that was wrong, wrong drum. Rhonda, you, you've seen too much. Oh, what oh. was that? Goldfish crackers. <laughs> you know, Chuck, something has just turned up in my search. Mm-hmm. I have one classified ad I want to complain about. Okay. Let's see. A 1982 Suzuki GS1100 GK. Mm-hmm. That's the shaft drive um, monster Suzuki. Okay. It was running two years ago. However, it does not fire up. I believe the coils need to be replaced with life now. I do not have the time nor knowledge to fix this. I would prefer it go to someone whom can and will enjoy it. Okay, fair enough. Okay. 1982 Suzuki GS, shaft-driven drag with hard sides. Truck all lock up tight. It is a great ride. Need some TLC. This would make a great cafe racer. And there I want to punch him. (laughs) Right in the mouth. Well, he's got a good fairing in good shape. Color match to the bike on a bike, which is, by the way, an amazing touring engine. Color match luggage that fucking locks. A seat in good condition. All it needs is a coil and probably its carbs cleaned out. The bike's in great make looking it, condition. Make it into a cat. I will. I will murder the person who makes this bike into a cafe. <laughs> this is. This is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's everything looks in great shape. This, this is a damn uh, nice tour. I mean, this this was this was a chick magnet touring bike when it came out. Yeah, were you alive when it came out? Uh, just barely. Okay. I was three years old. <laughs> but I mean, th- this is the it's a freaking great bike, and it'll mm-hmm. go forever and ever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> but huh. this douchebag's like, where well, you make cafe racing with it? I don't know. He's, he has no idea what he has. That's really what it is. You know, it's, no it, it could be he just he knows who's buying bikes. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking at this thing. I'm half tempted. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking buy it and put a sidecar on it. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, I mean, a thousand dollars. Well, exactly. 
Yeah. I don't fucking care what I have to do to the fucker. <laughs> I support this idea. I support this notion. You should call this guy. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very close. <laughs> he, he, he's in Leighton. I'll go with you. I'll bring goldfish crackers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. Oh. oh. That makes my head hurt. I have, I have half a suspicion that when we get there, you'll just start chewing him out for his ad. You, you, <laughs> you have any like, concept? <laughs> like, oh god, damn it, goldfish crackers! <laughs> god, let's go. <laughs> oh god, I mean, put some fairing lowers on it, and you'd have it. Just an amazing old touring bike. I mean, it's not going to be the best handling. It's not going to be the fastest thing in the world. But like, dude. It's a thousand dollar bike. It's a thousand dollar bike, and it's in fucking amazing shape. Yeah. <laughs> this a, hey, but it would make a great cafe racer. Oh. <laughs> oh. Come on, man. That's the, it. Looks sick. Oh. <laughs> Girls with skinny jeans will line up to get on it. Oh. Hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, roll hand, roll a cigarette now that I I made personally yep. from tobacco. From somewhere, yeah. Uh, the only slightly weird thing about it is, I swear that little side panel says GS five hundred, but I'm looking at the engine, and that's the eleven hundred engine. That is a that is a fucking massive engine. So I don't know. It does look like it's say five hundred? Yeah, and that could just be that it's a five hundred side panel. Yeah, with the parts in that good looking shape, he's li- liable to change something. Yeah, exactly. Something something has been replaced yeah. for another one. Yeah. But hey, yeah. I'm going to call that guy, actually. You should. You should test ride it. <laughs> I'll drive up with you. It won't drive anywhere. It's got no coil. Well, it'll take some coils. But that's the thing, yeah. A coil, <laughs> what's what's a coil pack going to cost for it? Uh, $30. How hard is it to replace? Two bolts. <laughs> we could fix it in his, in his storage shed. <laughs> in the storage shed. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! It runs now. I need to. I need to raise the price. Hello, <laughs> sir. Come Go, back. Goldfish crackers. Yeah. These, this was. This was actually. A, this was a bike which was. Um Frequently noted as being able to go much, 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 much faster than was advisable on its wheels and uh, and brakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good times then. You need that bike. <laughs> like a fish needs a bicycle. But you know, take the bike. Take the Lamo front suspension off. Put a leading link on it. You need this bike, and it's a it's a full cradle frame. Very easy to mount to. Dude, I'm convincing myself. What the hell yeah. is going on here? <laughs> I like this, I feel weird. <laughs> do not want me. Yeah, you do. A little bit. Uh, so, oh, so we had someone write to us, mm-hmm. and they were listening to another podcast, motorcycles and misfits, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they had a guy on that claimed to have invented the GS for BMW while working for them. Mm-hmm. And he says the proper name for the beak is a schnobble. Schnobble? Schnobble? A schnobble. That, that is a word with the appropriate dignity to the beak. Mm, yeah? I could buy it, you know. A schnobble? Hey, nice schnobble. Someone, then- someone took the, the time to, to, you know, name that? And there they were sitting at... Suzuki, they're like, you know, if the V-Strom had a schnobble, would more people buy it? I don't know. Should well, we you know what, what we need to do is uh, I need to go to another motorcycle show where the VP of BMW is again <laughs> and ask him, what, what's the deal with the schnobble? <laughs> what is the schnobble? The schnobble. 
Was ist das? See, see if that actually gets the appropriate reaction or if he has me removed. Again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dash, dash, double. As long as the recording is still running when you're removed, <laughs> I think we should go for it. What? Hey, why? Why does that guy keep throwing goldfish crackers at everybody? Stop! Stop! <laughs> Uh, we have got a, you know, we've been gone for a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've got a ton of reader mail to, to work through. We do, and a lot of it's actually really interesting stuff. All right, then. Let's uh, let's get right to it. Um, Thomas writes, I've written to you a couple other times and just thought I'd drop another line. Hi, Thomas. Hi. I love the show and haven't missed an episode. I've been busy and have been a bit behind in the listing, so I just listened to the Mad Skid Bro episode. <laughs> Fuckers! I rode my first bike to Ninja 500 for a couple years, sold it cheap to a young guy with about 70,000 miles on it. After riding the pre-dented and pre-jury rig Ninja, I figured I'd treat myself to something new. So last year... I bought a 2013 Honda NC700X. Mm -hmm. It's practical, boring, runs flawless, quiet, and comfortable. It is the minivan of motorcycles. Thanks for <laughs> pointing that out. I love my NC700, though. Last year, I rode every day until the snow accumulated. Put about 20,000 miles on it with nothing but perfect operation. I can't be offended by your comments because I do like a good minivan as well. One final thought on this. I put my phone and DC-powered coffee thermos in the goofy frunk storage. Plug in the outlet, and it keeps everything warmed and charged. God, you are such DC-powered coffee thermos? This is a thing? Yeah. Ooh. You can get DC-powered anything. You can get, like, a DC-powered meatloaf oven. <laughs> well, that comes standard on the gold wing. <laughs> Uh, his second point, I live in Michigan and cannot ride year-round. I needed a new four-wheeled winter transportation because my little truck was falling apart after 15 years. So I bought a GMC 2500 HD Turok, as you called it. <clears throat> I bought that to haul this and that, and mostly because I got a good deal, and the receipt value stays strong on them. Penis. It is comfortable, and it suits me well. Besides, when I'm not on two wheels, I want to drive a freaking tank, so stop making fun of everything I love. <laughs> Fuckers. So he has a truck. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's got an NC-700. <laughs> and really, he's, you know, he's driving a GMC 2500. He's driving the minivan of trucks. No, no. It's, it's, the, this, <laughs> it's comfy on the inside. Oh, yeah, it is. It's but this spacious. is spacious. The, the, the 2500 HD is the, the official, like, I would. Guy. He, he, if he doesn't have the thing, like, jacked up, he's probably the only person on earth who does it. Seriously. <laughs> you, but you get into that thing, and it's like a. It's a little apartment. Yeah. Well, it's so nice. I'm sure his DC powered coffee thermos fits in quite well. GMC makes cars for fat Americans. <laughs> I mean, reality check. That's are you why calling so Thomas comfy inside? Are you calling Thomas fat? I don't know. I, don't know either. Maybe. I am, and I'm probably going to buy a GMC. <laughs> yeah, I'm a heavy set American man. I feel very comfortable in this truck. I like this. Uh -huh. I, think I might get this. <laughs> well, and the NC 700X. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it. He has it's, no. Uh, he has no illusions about it. So, more power to you, dude. Run with your brung. 
You know, it, it's 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 what Honda does. They make something that just the, the Honda is like Honda is the 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 physical personification of boring but practical in the world. That's yeah. like their thing. It's practically yeah. their name. Honda probably means boring but practical in Japanese. No, but you know, close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honda. That that's the the prom date that can do your your reports and stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honda, uh, it'll work. <laughs> it'll get you there. Uh, next, we've got uh, a letter from Franca. Thanks for the last show. I enjoyed it. I think your little study on how shops treat women compared to men would be very interesting. A variant could be to send couples. The woman wants to buy a bike and see if the representative talks to the husband only. That is a really good suggestion. We will totally use that. Mm. Every now and then, I get really annoyed by a blatantly sexist comment in a magazine or an asinine ad that makes me question the IQ of everyone involved. Look at those boobs. A uh, good example. The German magazine Motorrad ran a story about Sandra Stamava, an ex-World Cup skier who is a f- who freaking rips on skis for the record, who races okay. superbikes. Quote, she's not only fast and beautiful, but also eloquent. Wow, look, it talks. <laughs> a sw- Oops, talk? <laughs> a Swiss magazine recently commented on the new BMW F800R that has enough power to, quote, satisfy the accomplished rider while still not scaring women and beginners. Oh, my God. Well, boobs are easily scared. I can hear I can hear Jen working into a rage right now. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while, there was a ubiquitous ad in the German language motor press for Wilbur Shocks that featured a half-naked woman and the text, up for grabs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the implication that men are stupid enough to fall for this bothers me, but then it ran for so long that it must have worked. <laughs> Which probably bothers her more. So should we just silently accept this and whisper eloquent comments while we toy with a monoshock? I would be interested to hear what other female riders think. Monoshock. On the other hand, I've met the most decent guys and some of the best friends through the motorcycle community. I have never been treated in a condescending way in a shop or by other riders, and I do enjoy the extra attention I get as a female rider when the fact that I'm able to go in a straight line without falling over is already cause for a compliment. I, I would like to see a picture of you toying with a monoshock and making eloquent comments. Click, click, click. <laughs> I like the way the shock's damping works. <laughs> this, this appeals to my interests. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, um, she, it, it's out there, you know? Th- this sort of like lazy, lazy sexism. It's alive mm-hmm. and well. The part that really blows my mind is it's in a sport where it matters, like... Do you know how much it matters that you're a woman in motorcycling? Not a fucking bit. <laughs> you no, know, like, well, for like motorcycle racing, I can see women having a, an advantage. Well, yeah, by, on the average, they're lighter and they have better reflexes. Um, yeah. You know, and that's you know average. So who the hell knows? But yeah, but I mean, you're talking about operating a vehicle, which takes you know uh, fine motor control skills. Um, Balls. <laughs> I don't think those help. <laughs> Honestly, but yeah, it, it's 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 it should be the most level playing field a sport is capable of giving. I mean, apart from the fact that women on the average are shorter, mm-hmm. but you know, like Claire still rides and he's teeny, so whatever. Yeah, whatever. Plenty Jen's got riding. like a monster of a bike and she loves that shit. Yeah, yeah. I actually I teach with a I, te- I teach with a lady named Allison. She's actually she's a lawyer for the SEC, but she is like a she might be five feet tall on a on a tall day. Mm-hmm. And she rides a fucking monstrous Harley. All right. And, you know, rides it like it weighs five pounds. It, it, it's so weird that this sport has sexism because it just matters so little in this mm-hmm. sport. It was kind of interesting to me to see that the sexism isn't just 
limited to America. <laughs> that doesn't really surprise me, honestly. You know, it shouldn't surprise me, but it kind of does. I, I, I was in Europe last year for vacation, and I met um, a lot of my girlfriend's friends mm-hmm. from university, and, and they were just all very, you know... Euro, Europe first, America second. You know why? Why can't you guys do this? Why can't you be like us? And why can't you be enlightened? And why can't you be advanced? And you yeah, know, gotta. yeah. So yeah, it's just it's kind of interesting to, to see this. This you know, be it's not the same thing. I, I, I actually the best example I got of that from when I was in Europe itself and talking to these friends. You know, we're at dinner and stuff, and all of them are kind of like, you know. My, to my girlfriend, you know, you, you you don't like your job. You need to be working your dream job, like you you could here. Everyone works on their passion, and where they work for the the That's job. That, yeah, and then the, and like literally with the next breath, they all bemoaned their current jobs and how much they didn't like doing it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and and the, and the contradiction didn't even strike them at all. Even though I was like pointing and laughing. And, <laughs> Falling out of your chair and being removed from the restaurant, and yeah, yeah. I pulled the American flag out of my back pocket that I always carry, started waving it around, um, punched a, a, a Swiss person in the face just to make a point, you know. Well, you know, there is one thing they do have over us that you can't deny. Hmm. They can buy a Zeus. <sighs> yeah, they can. We Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Okay, next, uh, we, uh, you know, we do need to put together that test, though. Mm-hmm. It's on this summer. Yeah, we could get Jen, we could get my girlfriend. Yeah, we'll, and we'll, we'll get a posse. Yeah, that'll be interesting. See how many of them hand me a rake. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, we got an email from Curtis. Hey, guys, love the show, and I tell every student, University of Illinois instructor, I can, to check your show out. Well, that can't be good for getting tenure. Mm, yeah. yeah. Some of you may live places that have 318 curbs and 11 miles. Unfortunately, I live in Illinois that has 11 curbs and 318 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I have worn squares and too many tires on my 2006 Kawasaki Concourse. The Connie has been good to me. I am ready for something new. After some internet searches, I have concluded that there is a small list of bikes that interest me and fit my needs. Of, and the needs he notes of his yeah. new backseat passenger. Yes. One, Victory Vision. Mm-hmm. Two, Victory Cross Country Tour. Three, BMW GTL or LTK bike. Four, CTX 1300 Honda. I feel like I am a product of the pirate marketing, but I want full fairing, cruise control, low maintenance, and radio would be nice. Help me before I have to buy a bandana and get an eye patch. No. Hmm. Get the eye patch and banana. <laughs> get out there. Come on. Yar. Yeah. Get, uh, get the do wrap. Boy, that's that's actually quite a spread, you know, because the C- CTX 1300 is uh, – it's not any of those other things like, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better term. I mean, it's a cruisery ST1300, basically, right? Uh, yeah, let me look at a picture. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, hmm. but the, the the BMW GTL or LTK bike, first of all, the LTK bike is shit compared to the GTL, straight up. The fucking GTL is amazing. GTL is pretty cool. 
I, I'm not I'm not super like blown away by it, but for what it is and for the size of it, it, it does not feel that big. It's a real uh, interesting. Out of that, out of this group he's got here, I would I would go for the GTL. I would lean to the GTL or the Vision. The Vision, okay. Yeah, the Vision the the Vision is supposed to be one of those real bargain items now, apparently, because it was so <laughs> weird they didn't sell them. Yeah, um, but it's like a really capable, comfortable tour, apparently. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but I would, yeah. Mm. The, the other thing I note, and here's the thing, is if he's talking about, you know, it's not really important for him to be able to carve the curves, mm-hmm. um, uh, honestly, you know, the pirate marketing thing, remember that Harley Road Glide we rode? That's true. The, Harley, the new frame, uh, yeah, the new the, stiff frame and the big engine and stuff, that yeah. thing is freaking sweet. It is. The Harley's Couch Glide is, it's not a bad choice. It is. It is interestingly uh, full fairing, has cruise, low maintenance as can be, and has a great radio. Fucking awesome sound system. Yeah. So you know that the thing for all that you may be making fun of Harley, at the end of the market you're talking about, they're pretty much the dudes. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you don't want a sport tour, you want a cruiser tour, they pretty much have that sucker nailed. It's them and or the Goldwing. <laughs> you could get away riding that Couch Glide without the without leathering up like a pirate. I, I think you totally could, and if anybody is bothered by it, uh, tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah, honestly, go, go ride, go ride the uh, the road glide, the the new bigger one with a stiffer frame. It's mm-hmm. shockingly, shockingly great experience. It is a really good bike. It's been a while since we test rode Harley's. Mm. You go back out there. Might be time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let me get my leather vest and my patch. <laughs> You get to be the gimp this time. Oh, man. <laughs> but wait, that means I'll be in a mask so they won't talk to either of us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I just have visions of you in a gimp mask with the, with the like, shoulder strappy mm-hmm. harness thingy and, and leather leather hot pants. Uh, we, we could always make that part of the test, although I, I'm thinking that might just get us thrown out. Do I, are, are you on a leash? I, I see you on a leash. I'm not so sure how I like this anymore. Maybe I just un- I unzip your mouth so you talk for the brown person. <laughs> so Carl writes, Ben l- <laughs> Ben listening to the podcast and have caught up to October 2014 so far. One of my brothers that lives in Redden, Washington, and me in Austin, Texas, plan to meet up near Zion and ride all of the great southern Utah parks this summer. He gives us a plan. I've tried to match up our route with suggestions from Butler Maps, but I trust you guys know best. Is there something along this general route we should absolutely positively not miss? Thanks, and keep up the great work. Well, the route includes Route 12, so if you're coming up through Zion... Up the back way um, and going doing Route 12, you've got the two bits that are like that you cannot miss them for sure. Yeah, yeah. Route 12 is oh, just, the best. The tops. And, and and really, to give those guys credit, mm-hmm. Butler really did their research. Those maps are that map yep. for Utah is awesome. Both of them, the, the on road yeah, and the other, the other thing map. worth doing, um, whether you're on or off, is uh, gas up in Boulder um, and go down the Burr Trail as far as you can go. It's paved really far now, uh, past the Circle Cliffs and on across okay. a ways. Um, and it's just really neat, very, like, empty country, you know, um, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just empty red desert country. Um, it's really cool. Mm. Um, totally worth doing. And if you're already on Route 12, that's a great way to go. Uh, October Boulder Mountain is going to be cold as crap. You've been warned. Um, Capital, uh, what's the one? Cedar 
Yeah, October. October. Cedar Breaks will also be tempting. That may also be. Okay, well, they're doing summer, so they should be okay. Oh, oh, he's sorry. You're right. He's caught up. Then back up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Route 12 is good if you if you have time. Route 72 north of Loa um, is a really good road. Mm-hmm. Once you're out of 72, you'll cross over the highway and you're on like Route 10, which is deadly boring. But you can get in the San Rafael Swell there really easily. That's really nice place, and you should enjoy that now yeah. while we still have that because yeah. The legislature is marking that one out as, uh, you know, we yeah. should drill this. Welcome, Welcome to Utah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, go ride the San Rafael Swap. Yeah, go hit Buckhorn. We still have it. Buckhorn. And it's just, it's blowing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's the kind of road you could take like a Honda Civic. I mean, you could, if you're comfortable with it, you could take a street bike on it, no problem. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't fall you're down on, on it. You're on the Buell, which is, you know, <laughs> dual it's a sporty bike. It's a, it's the it's the sporty sport bike adventure. Sporty sport yeah, sport much. adventure. And I was on the Ural, who basically mm-hmm. never had to get off the throttle the entire time on that kind of road. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. But I will say, even though you set up to watch me fall over, in you did, and I was a little sad. I'll fuck you again. I know you were all you were like, wait, 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 let me let me go set up. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay, go. There's like four movie cameras going. Steven Spielberg's there. Wait, what, what are you doing, Todd? <laughs> that that is oh, some yeah. nice camera. Yeah, the Santa Rafael Swell is one era. that everybody goes that by. So they go nice. blasting by it on Route 70, or they go blasting by it on Route 6. Um, if you have a bike that you can get in there with, and almost anything can get in there unless it's rained in the last two days, totally do it. Yeah. It's so easy to miss. It's just dirt roads that go off into oblivion. Yeah. But it's so worth doing. Absolutely. And, of course, you guys should come through Salt Lake and buy me and Todd lunch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to come through Salt Lake and buy the Wheeler's lunch. And we can send you to some roads around Salt Lake if you want. Yeah, really nice ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We could even maybe go with you, depending on the lunch you buy us. Yes, yes. Lunch dependent. Just saying. Oh, more mail. Kareem asks, for long distance, one to 500 mile distances, <laughs> who calls that long? Uh, eh, 500 miles is a pretty good day. Yeah. Two up touring, nothing really off road. What motorcycle would you choose? There are a lot of options. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think everybody knows what motorcycle I choose. I'd still say Strom. Mm-hmm. Um, or because that if you want comfort for two up, tra- the two up thing is the big boy here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, insert sport bike here. Everything from a, you know, <laughs> a CBR 600 up could totally do it. I wouldn't do it because it'd be uncomfortable. But like, if you've got two up, you want something that's physically pretty big, which means like an adventure bike or a proper touring bike. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be sandwiched together and it's going to kind of suck. Yeah. And a big thing with the tour, the two up touring is is uh, packing your luggage. The luggage, yeah. Yes. That you you complained about that quite a bit. Well, yeah. And now that I don't tour up tour anymore, I've got more space than I know what to do with when I go on trips. Yeah. But when you were doing it. You were like, didn't like one of you had each bat side bag and. Oh yeah, so one of you each gets a side bag. You put the stuff you share on the top, kind of thing, and then, and it still wasn't enough. So I ended up with a tank bag and tank panniers, and then we still had shit strapped to the top. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so you know, a GS an adventure bike, or look at the the list that Curtis got for uh, 
what he wants, you know, BMW GTL or. The interesting thing about that is a lot of those like so-called dedicated tours mm-hmm. don't have as much storage space as an adventure bike with big boxes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my Strom has more storage space than any of those on that list. Yeah. And then without the tank panniers, it's got more. So. Right. Well, and you know, those those bikes all like come with some sort of stock luggage option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the adventure bikes, pretty much everyone tries to roll their own. Yeah, well, those those all come with stock luggage. End of sentence. Yeah. What was the? Uh, I was just reading an article about a new a new a bike review. It might have been the Honda. Um, no, it was a scooter, <laughs> and uh, I can't remember the model because I'm stupid like that. But the thing's got what looks like giant side cases. Uh-huh. You open up the side cases; it's big enough inside to hold maybe a melon. Huh. Like a cantaloupe. It's well, you know, the, a lot of the a lot of the um, a lot of the cruisers have that going on um, when they do the um, you know the big cool guy pipes. Mm-hmm. You end up. Uh, I mean, the new Strom, great example. Stock luggage. You have to give up a bunch for your pipe, mm-hmm. which is horseshit. Yeah, and you could tell in the scooter they were they were mainly designing those side cases to fit the look of the scooter itself. Mm-hmm. But you got like a lot of empty plastic and just taking up space. Whereas with the, your Strom or, you know, with what I do with the Yuli, you go get an F, a third party case that's just ginormous. Yeah. You could, you did, uh, you did the Pelican, right? Mm-hmm. Pe- yep. Pelican cases. I got Hepco and Becker cases. Yeah. Tons of space. Yep. But yeah, the, the space is going to be an issue and you want enough space, like physical space for your passenger to be. Yeah. Um, you want her and, to, you, know, you want your her or him whatever to be comfortable so they would definitely have to be with you and uh, do your test ride with you that is an excellent piece of advice <laughs> you don't want to just show up with like a ninja 250 and be like hop on well i mean you don't want to show up with an st 1300s and do that because the back seat on those things is not big Oh, okay. I would have bought one of those in a fucking heartbeat had the back seat been bigger. Okay. Love the engine. Did Claire Deb ever tour on his 1100? They did. The 1100 is physically much larger than the 13, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like eight inches longer, uh, three inch more wheelbase. It uh, weighs an extra, like, God, 50 pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. So the 1100 is a monster. So they just slimmed it down when they, they released a, sl- a newer model? They slimmed it down in a big way. Okay. That's not cool. No. Nah, it's a little lame. So if it wasn't the Strom, what would you get? If it wasn't the Strom? Oh, God. I Honestly, if it wasn't the Strom, I'd be back in the land of like some of like the touring cruisers probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, BMW is not a bad call. I don't know what the passenger accommodations are like on it because I never had a passenger on one. I'm assuming they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what neither one of us has said right yet? What's that? Goldwing. Oh yeah, well that that was the that was the next place I was going to go. Or you just get a wing. Yeah. <laughs> you get a gold wing and I want a tour in comfort two up wing. <laughs> I want it to rip around corners wing. Why are you still here? <laughs> Shut up, wing. I thought you said the Honda was, but just take it and go. <laughs> uh, the gold wing is, is atypical of Hondas. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and, amazing for what it does, and it's yes. been around forever. It, it's it's the I was reading an article about the evolution of it, and every um, basically every year the Goldwing was out, they improved something about it to make it a better tourer. They've polished the fuck out of that bike. <laughs> it's <laughs> it has evolved. Yeah. So yeah, Goldwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't want the wing, when in doubt, wing. Yeah. Maybe the GTL or Triumph's version of it. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, any of the sport tours possibly, but again, it's the, you know, it, you, you want to test that passenger accommodation. Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> go rent it for a weekend and try it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. Right. So Chris asks, need to, quote, balance my throttle bodies, he says in quotes, as though it doesn't really exist. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. Do, do you need to read from the manual again? Is that what we're going to? Yeah, let's, uh, well, he notes it's a BMW Boxer 1150R. Any experience or preference with using the Twin Max electronic versus any of the other options for balancers? All seem to be similarly priced, lies, and of course, <laughs> options abound. Uh-huh. Would love to hear if you've had any practical experience feedback. <clears throat> well, uh, I have a Strom, uh, one of the uh, Suzuki L-Twin 1000 family, which are notorious for having badly synced uh, throttle bodies. Let me read you something here. No. The throttle bodies must be synchronized with the air filter housing removed, as there is obviously a danger of dirt being drawn into the throttle bodies. It is advisable to obtain a pair of tights or similar piece of material that will act as a filter without restricting airflow, and to cut two discs of material that can be placed over the intake as each throttle body is secured with an elastic band to form a barrier. Can't you just read a bike manual normally like a normal person? No. (laughs) Furthermore, that statement is bullshit. Uh, (laughs) But whatever. You can totally sync them with the air filter housing on. It's horseshit. Okay. Um, Yeah, so uh, the option, uh, my option of choice is uh, the $20 option. Okay, go on. So what you need is you need about, uh, let me think, so three on a side, six, 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 say 20, 25 feet of uh, tubing, clear tubing mm-hmm. uh, of appropriate size. I'm not sure what the exact size is, but, you know, the right size. In, uh, insert dick joke here. Yeah, well, you know, about, about the same size as like a, a fuel... Um, a fuel injector hose sure. is really what it is. Yeah, um, you need that. You need a uh, a little bottle, smallest bottle you can buy of ATF uh, automatic transmission fluid, which is basically a really light oil, which is bright fucking red. And uh, you need some tape, or maybe some zip ties, or a board to mount everything to. As you know, whatever's lying around. You know, if you had a piece of OSB in your garage and some zip ties, that'll work nicely. Um, what you do then is you make a U in the dead center of your tube. And you make it up and down each side of the yardstick so that it's even and nice and flush with the yardstick on either side. And then you have the two long hoses that come out the top, and they go across the garage. And those two hoses, you get some, you know, fittings, whatever, that'll attach to your throttle body balancing points, and you put it on the little nipples. What you've got then is you've got a big, long honking tube that goes from one throttle body to the other. Each of them, in turn, is going to be putting vacuum on their side. You fill up the bottom of the U with automatic transmission fluid. So you have to suck it up into the hose and let it go in. This gets dirtier by the second. Um, Have it like maybe a third deep or a half deep of the yardstick. And then what's going to happen is each of them is going to pull vacuum. The one that is pulling more vacuum, that side is going to go higher. And then you basically turn your little balancer screw until the two of them are even. Um, This is dirt cheap. Really easy to build. And it's incredibly sensitive because automatic transmission fluid is an incredibly light oil. Which, by the way, won't do any damage to the engine if it gets sucked into the engine. Get all that, kids? So you're saying he doesn't need a electronic thingy? No, he doesn't need an electronic gizmo. Okay. 
I mean, you know, there, there's some things that some of the fancy electronic gizmos do that are potentially useful, like telling you absolute vacuum on each side so you can maximize each mm-hmm. and then find the balance. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, that doesn't even work very well. Um, let me think. I can't remember if his is a balance or screw or if it's actually an on and off screw on one side. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they have cool gadget stuff. But quite honestly, for a fuel-injected bike, all you really want is for them to be the same so the computer can do its thing. Cool. And your differential manometer made from a yardstick is really sensitive, super deadly easy to use. All right, then. Yeah, build one of those. Way simpler. <laughs> I'm on my second one. That's what happens when you ask a shade tree mechanic. Yeah, well, it's you know it's funny because the, the Strom boards and the BMW boards have plans for this all over the place, mm-hmm. and they all look you know <laughs> because they're made by Shade Tree Mechanics with whatever's on hand, they all look slightly different. Mm-hmm. But the thing about them is, is they work really well because <laughs> that you know the, the the crappiness of the design actually works here because it makes them incredibly sensitive. Okay, well that's pretty cool, man. So what have you learned tonight, Chuck? Well, we got one more email from uh, oh, do we? from Robert. Okay. Robert says, uh, hi, I've done a technical analysis of your website and found the following areas of concern. Uh, Chuck? Your website attracts limited traffic, which affects potential sales. Uh-huh. Your keywords don't feature in Google's first I, page, which... I'm starting to wonder if this might be spam, Affects Chuck. visibility. No, no. He, he says he's done a personal technical analysis. There's, 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 your backlinks aren't good enough, Todd, which affects uh-huh. your back fat. Uh-huh. Your website is not properly promoted, which affects the overall score in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Um, this is sounding more spammy by the second, not less. We we can help with our dedicated dude. Mm. Why do I feel like I'm back in Mexico? <laughs> uh, I can I can I have a tip? No. Give a dollar. No, you can't. A dollar fifty? No. Two dollars? No. I've got a kid to feed. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you learned tonight, Chuck? I've learned it's hard to get a dollar out of you. That is a fact. <laughs> I've learned that anything can be sexy, but some things just naturally are. Oh, Look for Haynes and find porn starers near you. <laughs> no, no. And that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. I'm traumatized. <laughs> Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.